Steve Jobs once said, we're here to put a dent in the universe. Well, FinTech has certainly put a dent in the financial services industry over the past few years. This podcast series focuses on the story of those individuals who took Jobs' advice, the dent makers, if you will. This is the FinTech Five. This raw is, <laughs> but it is, it's much better. That's the intent you know, the whole podcast is to make it um, a lot more real. Okay, so before I even start, Tanaya. Tanaya. Damn it! Tanaya. Should I put Tanaya. a line over the middle? Yes. A? Oh my God, it's just not right. <laughs> Tanaya. Do people even know what those accents mean? No. <laughs> you need like an umlaut and a line and everything else. All right, Tanaya. There's no way I'm going to get this right. And you're you're with American Banker. Mm-hmm. How long have you been with American Bank? A little over a year and a half. And About a year and a half. And prior to that, you were CoinDesk, right? Mm-hmm. How'd you get, I, I got to go back to CoinDesk. How'd you get interested in cryptocurrencies and blockchain and all that stuff? Well, I knew I wanted to be a journalist, and uh, so I followed the news, and I saw that in the headlines, and I was loosely following it in the headlines, and then one day I took a week, and I was like, let me use all the publicly available information and figure out for myself what this is that they're talking about, because it's there, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's going to be, but... You figured it out in a week. Okay, I've been following well, this. Well, I didn't figure it out in a week. <laughs> I mean, I still haven't figured it out. No one has figured this out. That's, that's pretty, what'd you do, like get Michael Casey's book, or how'd you, just what was available on the web? Well, when I started following it, it was about October 2014, so so there wasn't much out there yeah, at the true. time. So I was just looking at, um, well, I was following Matt Miller from Bloomberg, who was really, yeah. really into that, so I started there. and. I was just looking at the news articles that were available and what they were saying. Where'd you go to school? NYU. Because you're from New York. I'm from San Francisco. You're from San Francisco? So you went to school at NYU? Yeah. I did my first year of college in London, took a year off in Paris, um, and interned for the New York Times there. And that's when I decided I wanted to be a journalist. Um, and then transferred to NYU. This would make a really good Nicholas Sparks movie. All right, <laughs> San Francisco, took a year off in Paris, went to NYU, discovered <laughs> cryptocurrency. It'd be a lousy Nicholas Sparks movie. <laughs> cryptocurrency part would, would toss it. All right, and then, and then American Banker. And you do a great job at American Banker. You do a weekly roundup that I like and everyone else should be listening to about women in the space and, and banking as a whole. I like the updates that you do in the summaries. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's one of my favorites. And in the show notes, because we have show notes, We'll put a link there so everybody can see it. Um, we were talking, and I said, hey, what do you want to talk about? And you, you landed on my favorite topic, which is refugees, because I'm obsessed with financial inclusion mm-hmm. around refugees, because I think that helps. I think you just can't look short-term at the problem, right? right? I think right. you have to look longer-term. What, what, what about the situation, other than it's heartbreaking, appeals to you as uh, an area of interest? Um, Well, as you said, we can't think short-term about it, so it's not just about financial access, but financial empowerment, which which is important to me across all areas, not just the refugees. Um, So, you know, we have the technology to help find solutions for the, what should we call it, the humanitarian aid and relief. Uh, situation but how do you go beyond like what happens after that how do you empower them to live their lives after they've had after they get financial access and that's not it's not just a humanitarian issue it's an economic issue as well I mean there's so much that they could bring 
And it's one that goes across borders. I mean, yeah. it's oh, we've got 60 million plus and refugees you, in the world right now. Yeah. That's just wrong. And you only need to look inside a camp to see what they can provide. I mean, and well, I'm going to use Zachary because that's the one I'm most familiar with, but they're building their own economies in camp. I think when, uh, I think the vouchers they get, maybe you know better than I, but I think the vouchers they get um, require them to be redeemed outside the camps for mm -hmm. the most part, but everyone inside the camps is making clothing and food and jewelry and just creating their own marketplaces. Oh, it's not a camp, it's a city. I mean, yeah, you're talking exactly. 80,000, I think last time I looked. Yeah. 80,000, and there's mul if you go online and take a look, listeners, um, UN, a bunch of others, um, will list the largest camps in the world, the top 10, and they're all massive. You know, 80,000, 90,000, that's an economy onto itself. Mm -hmm. um, and people are traveling in from outside yeah. the camp to, to buy these things. And they're there for years, they're for a decade. This isn't a short-term right. issue, so I couldn't agree more. Man, we, we need to do a whole show on this, and we will. But because I'm against the clock, and this is supposed to be the FinTech 5, not 6, 7, or 8, <laughs> um, we're going to get to the rapid-fire questions, all right? So I'm going to ask you something you can't think. It's right off the top of your head, okay? Let's do it. Your favorite figure skater is? Michelle Kwan. See, I did background. <laughs> so how are you a figure skater instructor when you're from San Francisco and not New York? That's, you're throwing me. Because you are one, right? I, um, seasonally, I volunteer at figure skating in Harlem, which is a oh, that's cool. winter program. Um, I was a very competitive figure skater growing up there. Really? Um, and yeah, Sam, most training facilities happen indoors, and some of the best ones are in California. Okay, Not where so I'm from. They're in Southern California, actually, but... No, 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 we, I can't let this go. All right, so <laughs> I have three daughters. I have a granddaughter, so I love this. So at what age did you start figure skating? Late for someone that wanted to be competitive. I started when I was seven. I think most girls that make it by the time they're 15 start when they're three or four. And and how far did you take it? Um, so individually I competed regionally, but I was also on a synchronized team that competed nationally. I was actually the captain of the team the first time we got to the nationals. Um, and then I think every student athlete has to kind of decide if they're going to do high school and college, right, or if they're going to pursue athletics. So. I had to drill in on that because I grew up in Detroit, so you see the scar across my head? That's a slap shot, right? Isn't that fantastic? So I'm very proud. So I'm the slap shot version of figure skating, which is <laughs> god-awful, but appreciate it to know when, because I'd be out there, and then the figure skaters would come out, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, you're just, oh my gosh, what'd they just do? <laughs> made us look bad. <laughs> All right, so what, what's the best place to learn more about the, the, the writing and stuff you're doing on American Banker? Um, AmericanBanker.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Tanea McKeel, T-A-N-A-Y-A-M-A-C-H-E-E-L. Make sure you do, folks. And again, that, uh, that weekly summary around women in tech is fantastic. All right, thank you. Thanks, Sam. And I'm going to try to say your name again. Tanea. Yeah. Ha! There you go, Rachel. I'm so I got one right. <laughs>